Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910 and 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's uh, 411 here at the station, 65 degrees and mostly cloudy. It looks like some rain's going to be moving through our area. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, just an overview on what we covered so far up until today, the second hour of the show, is um, two American hostages, a mother and daughter, have been released from Hamas. So that's always a good thing. The New York Times lost his, ver- his gold verification badge for uh, feeding misinformation to the public and the world that uh, led to unrest at our embassies around the world here at home and caused the collapse of diplomatic efforts by canceling a meeting between Joe Biden, the leader of Jordan, the leader of Egypt, and the leader of the Palestinian Authority. So X, formerly known as Twitter, took away the New York Times' gold verification badge. So New York Times didn't have a badge for a little bit. They went out and they bought their blue check mark. So now they have their blue check mark. The State Department, the United States State Department, issued a worldwide warning for Americans everywhere, including here at home. They said if you're traveling to major cities where there's been common unrest lately, especially when it comes to this the ongoing situation in Israel and uh, Hamas, to... Uh, Travel with caution. Be aware of your surroundings and be aware of alerts. This also goes for any travel abroad, of course. Uh, The Trump campaign attorney, Kenneth Chisborough, pled guilty in the Georgia election fraud case. 100 hours of community service, five years probation, and a $5,000 fine, and has agreed to turn over documents and testify, possibly, against former President Donald Trump. You also now have breaking news that James Comer, the head of the Oversight Committee, says that they have bank records showing a direct deposit from Joe Biden's brother to Joe Biden for $200,000. Joe Biden's brother was doing business with Hunter Biden in with entities around the world, uh, but they said they now have bank records showing that there is a direct deposit from Joe Biden's brother to Joe himself for $200,000. Now we'll see what the facts come out of that. I'm just telling you what's being reported. Uh, what else did we cover about? Oh, as far as food goes, the people in America like chicken and donuts. People in America don't like bad pizza. It's pretty much. There's been a study done of the, the most liked and the least liked fast foods across the nation. When you look at the nation as a whole, that's pretty much what it comes down to. The nation loves donuts, loves chicken, does not like bad pizza. So that's to put that all in a nutshell. We have there uh, Representative Dan Muser said that he may put his hat uh, hat in a ring for the speaker position. My take on that is the doorstop here in the office probably has a better chance than he does. So uh, check your ego and your quest for power at the door and do your job. Pennsylvania is investing in Israeli bonds up 44% for, uh, I think it was 50-something million dollars that we're investing in the nation of Israel at a 5.25% return rate in three years. So that pretty much covers everything that we've talked about up until now. I hope that brought you up to speed. We have this uh, incident in Oliphant where two firefighters are now headed to court following a heated exchange at a Marshwood Road crash. And this is being reported by uh, Frank Wilkes-Lefneski, staff writer at the Times-Tribune. 
Good work as always on his part. They're going before a judge after police cited them for disorderly conduct following a heated argument at the scene of a serious car crash in August. Councilman Jerry Tully, 73, former borough assistant fire chief and former borough assistant fire chief, Brian Doughton, 43, received non-traffic citations stemming from a verbal altercation shortly before 7 a.m., 7 p.m., August 24th, at the scene of a two-vehicle multi-victim crash along Marshwood Road, according to Borough Police. Councilman Tully confronted Doughton at the scene and engaged Doughton in a verbal rant regarding elephant political issues. Sergeant Lewis Klein wrote the, uh, in Tully's citation, Doughton was acting in his capacity as assistant chief at the time. Doughton did engage in a verbal dispute with another firefighter at the scene of a serious accident causing distraction among other emergency personnel on scene, Officer Thomas J. Sikowski wrote in Doughton's citation. Now, I love my firemen, both volunteer and paid, just like I love my police. I love my public servants. But this is just uncalled for. First of all, you're at a scene of an accident. That comes first. Your work there comes before anything. That's primary, especially in a multi-vehicle crash with multi-victims. To start arguing over political issues is utter nonsense. Grow up, start acting like adults. And I guess this, reading the article, this has been a, a problem with disputes such as this, which is why the police issued citations, and they said, if this continues, and any time it happens, we are going to issue citations, you will settle it in court. You know what? If you have disagreements politically with someone to that extent where you're ignoring victims and ignoring your job as firefighters to either extricate, treat on a multi-vehicle crash over political issues, do your job, handle the victims, clear the scene, make sure it's safe for everybody, Go back to the firehouse and beat the hell out of each other. That's how you settle this. I'm sorry. If this is the point we're at, not enough people have been punched in the face in their life. And, you know, it's getting ridiculous where you have two grown adults, one a councilman, one a deputy fire chief, arguing over politics over an accident scene with multiple victims. If you don't like each other's responses, if it's that heated... Go back and settle it like men at the, at, the, at the back of the fire station. It's as simple as that. Don't even involve the police. Don't involve your job duties. Don't involve anything like that. It, you know, it's sick and tired of this, this day and age where people constantly run their mouth and run their mouth and they have no consequences and it never gets settled and they continue to run their mouth. Obviously, this is an issue. To where firefighters and borough police officers intervened to break up the verbal dispute, taking away resources from a car accident where multiple people were injured and two cars were wrecked. We're not tolerating anymore, the chief of police said. If you fight on the scene any longer in Oliphant, the police are going to cite and arrest you. Great. Good job. Shouldn't come to that. If you disagree with each other, if you don't like each other, if you want to scream and yell at each other, do your job and settle it back at the firehouse, behind the firehouse. And this isn't anything new. I'm not saying anything controversial. I'm sorry. These things happen. 
They've happened in the schoolyard. They've happened in locker rooms. They've happened in the police locker rooms. They've happened in the fire department locker rooms. They happen all over the place. And it's settled. But this over politics, risking and jeopardizing victims in a car crash, could you imagine being a victim seriously injured or being a parent of a victim or a family member of a victim showing up because you got a phone call or notification on your phone that they were in a vehicle accident? You're showing up and there's two firefighters fighting? And it's, believe me, it's nothing new. In New York City, the fire department and the police department, they fight all the time. But you know what? They settle it later on, and then it's done with. Somebody wins, somebody loses. And the loser learns to shut his mouth the next time. That's the way it's done. And I'm sorry. In situations like this, I understand there's a big age gap, but you know what? If you're a 73-year-old and you're mouthing off to a 43-year-old, then you've got to find out. Age doesn't protect you. People need to learn that. But if, if, if over politics, we've really come to a place where the simplest things, and, and I understand people get hot, heated with their politics. People get crazy about it. You're literally fighting with a fellow firefighter at a scene of an accident with victims because of politics, because something that happened in your borough. Grow up. Simple as that. I read this story and just shook my head and, and said, okay. I mean, what, what happened to looking at the person say, we'll deal with this after this is done? You do your job and you go deal with it. Settle it. It's as simple as that. We need to get back to these days. You know, violence doesn't solve everything, but it does solve some things. Where was that? Yeah. Where was that? Where was what? That that dispute between the An two. An elephant. An elephant. Yeah. Now, that's not the town I expected to hear. There are some towns that I would say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, from reading the article, it... it oh, well, the it, other towns, sometimes yeah. they, they, press, uh, they, they pressure out the people who don't agree with all of them. Oliphant has had problems for years with altercations at fire scenes, police chief James what? DeVoe said. It's been going on for a long time. It predates myself, he said. It's getting worse and worse, so we're trying to curb it. So they wrote them citations. So now they have to go to criminal citations and for disorderly conduct and settle it. Where, you know what, they could have did their job as firemen, go back to the firehouse afterwards, and if it get, let them, let it get heated. Don't break them up. That makes sense because, you know what, in schools they do that with students that just have kitty fights, you know? So why wouldn't you do it with adults? Makes more sense with adults because kids are just growing and learning. With adults, they should know better. Well, and no one learns to check themselves because they think they can say whatever they want and there's no consequences to that. And that comes from you disciplining your kids as parents to all the way up to schoolyard disagreements to obviously fire scene disagreements. I can't imagine on the scene of an emergency that people act like that. And are allowed to. No way. And this transfers to the workplaces. It does. Mm -hmm. the, The biggest... One of my prior careers, the most satisfying day for me is when I looked at my boss one day and I said, at which point did you wake up this morning and think you could talk to me like that? And you could just see the the blood come from their face because it was, you know, you are my boss. I respect that. That does not give you the opportunity to talk down to me, to demean me, to yell at me, to raise your voice to me, because at that point you will deal with me one-on-one and I Mm -hmm. guarantee you come out on the losing end of that. But... 
we've gotten away from that because that's not politically correct. Not learning your pecking order in the world is bad. But you know what? It always worked. It works in nature. It mm-hmm. works with us. But hopefully, it seems like the police have a good grasp on this. They're not tolerating it. Hopefully, this is, uh, you know, I, I love my guys in Oliphant, so go through there all the time. Hopefully, it gets worked out. And you know what? If they, if they disagree that much, I'm sure there's a place they can meet to work it out. Either over a beer, over some wings, or, um, you know, behind the firehouse somewhere. Just my two cents. That being said, it's let, 420. Let Rob say it and not me. 423 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet. We have a wreck on 81 Southbound just past Pittston. Uh, that has things all backed up. It's already jammed up on 81 Southbound between Benton Scott and Clark Summit. That's causing some issues. And an accident on South River Street in Wilkesbury near East Northampton Street. It has South River Street not moving at all. You you can expect delays there. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. This Penteladata Internet traffic update has been brought to you by Energy Technologies HVAC. I'm Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, showers moving in, high 63. Tonight, cloudy and spotty rain showers, high 52. Saturday, spotty showers and becoming breezy in the afternoon, high 58. Sunday, partly sunny and windy at times with a few sprinkles and flurries. Flurries, high 48. No. Monday, partly sunny, breezy and cool, high 58. It's currently 65 degrees and uh, mostly cloudy. Here at 425 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 428, almost 429 here, 65 degrees and mostly cloudy. Well, on the good side of what's going on today, and again, you know, today's, I guess, my opposite day. Federal law enforcement is uh, receiving money here. Federal, uh, federal law enforcement money is headed to. Local areas here, thanks to United States Representative Matt Cartwright. It's really thanks to the taxpayer who funds the money, but it's good that United States Representative Matt Cartwright is looking out for our local law enforcement here. Scranton will use 93,000, almost 94,000, to prevent staffing shortages and ensure the presence of community engagement officers in neighborhoods. We also have Hazleton. We'll be getting uh, almost 12000 to pay for saturation patrols in high-crime areas. Wilkes-Barre will be receiving just under $29,000. we will cover overtime for officers assigned to high-crime areas, training for dealing with violent crime, firearms and taser instructor recertifications. Kuban, Stroud Townships, and Monroe County were awarded almost 21000 to hire crisis intervention coordinator for their new crisis intervention team. And again, all all well needed, all well deserved to those departments. Those departments do great work, and uh, courtesy of directing the taxpayer funds to United States Representative Matt Cartwright on uh, on that. Let's go to uh, the phones. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Dan Muser. L, I got about a minute. A minute. What, could you hold me over? Oh, okay. Hold, okay. Hold on. We'll get back to you. Um, let me go to Bill from Wilkesbury on people duking it out. Bill. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. I heard what you said, and it does make a lot of sense. Uh, first of all, uh, saying, okay, wait till you get back to the firehouse, uh, that gives the people time to cool off. So ideally, nothing would happen at all. I believe in Pennsylvania, I can't give legal advice, a fight by common consent is considered assault, a third-degree misdemeanor if both participants uh, are willing to fight. Uh, maybe they should change it so it's permitted as long as it's under controlled conditions. Get bo- uh, get bo- I'm, I'm fine. Get boxing gloves. Yeah, get boxing gloves. Do an coordinated effort. Headgear, someone there, you assume someone looks like they might really get hurt. They say, okay, we stop here. But by that, okay, they've, they've really settled it. They've gotten it off their chests. And, uh, and uh, it may prevent something, someone from doing something in a fit of anger that could really hurt somebody, somebody and get them serious jail time, like going for a weapon that they have the option of, you know, okay, let's, let's duke it out under controlled conditions, then that doesn't happen. In the animal kingdom, by the way, that's pretty standard. There's animals that will fight, but they never use... Well, like when dogs and wolves fight, they never use their teeth on each other. It's controlled, and eventually one of them dominates, and then then it's over. But there are our built-in rules to keep anybody from getting hurt. And and I'm fine for 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 it being controlled. You know, you want to put on headgear, you want to put on gloves and work it out. I mean, I know plenty of entities to to this day still do that, where you can call out anyone at any time in, in entities in our military in police departments around the country, you know, if you have an issue with someone at any time, you can say, hey, I want such and such in the ring. Let's go in the ring and, and settle this. And, and it happens. Go to the gym. And, yeah, go and go it happens. Um, you, know, I, you know, I'm sorry. I just come from a different age where, you know, these things were worked out. You, you, you knew where you could go and where you couldn't go. You, you, you got checked and you checked yourself after that, after learning that lesson once, maybe twice. Um, you know, maybe in certain circumstances we need to go back. I'm not talking about going putting people in the hospital, but you know, I, I think there's just too many people in this in this nation in this world who's never been punched in the face that run their mouth time and time again because they've never been punched in the face. Um, again, I'm not advocating for punching somebody in the face, but just know that it is a possibility. Same thing in the school. Instead of saying zero tolerance, if you fight, you get this punishment. You say, uh, okay, look, we'll take take it to the gym. We'll have a like a, a phys ed instructor supervise. And you can go at it as long as nobody really gets hurt seriously. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I no appreci- one gets in trouble. Nobody gets hurt. I appreciate you, Cole, Bill. i got to go to the, the news. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, 433 here for the news, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's point in the show where we honor our local heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 74 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice. Five from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with police officer Artemis Johnson of the Philadelphia Police Department in 1975 was shot and killed while he and his partner were trying to make a narcotics arrest in the row house of 13th Street near McFerrin Street. Private George Edward Higgins, Pennsylvania State Police, in 1918 died after contracting the Spanish flu while in the performance of his duties. We have police officer Charles Pendergrast. Philadelphia Police Department in 1918 also died as a result of complications from the Spanish flu while acting as a street stretcher bearer for the Spanish influenza victims. Railroad policeman John Lewis Bessener, Pennsylvania Railroad Police, 1916, was shot and killed as he attempted to arrest two men for illegal train riding near West 
Fairfield, Pennsylvania. Patrolman William Walsh, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police in 1909, died after accidentally falling into the Monogalahee River. His body was recovered on November 5th, 1609, 16 days after disappearing. And those are our five from our area. And again, uh, with our firemen and our police out there, get along. No need to uh, bring political disputes to your scenes. Again, settle that somewhere else, somehow else. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Dan Muser. L. Hi. Um, what were you saying before about Dan Muser? You were talking about being the speaker or something you were reading? He, there was an article in the Times Tribune where he said that he may run for speaker. And you don't think that would be a good idea? No, I don't. I don't think he has the skill set to be the speaker of the House. What, what do you mean by that? What skill, what skill sense is he missing? What has he done in the past, in his time in Congress, to, to earn him a speakership? What have any of these other people that are running d done? Well, Jim Jordan has been the leader of the committees. Uh, he's passed, uh, been an instrumental in getting legislation out of committee that has been passed in government. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything specifically against Dan Muser, but, you know, he's, if you look at congressmen around the, the country, you know, he's, he's not even in the top 20 of someone that I would pick to be Speaker of the House. Well, I think he's, he's uh, on the calm side. He's cool. He's collective. I think he'd bring some common sense to get, get the rest of these people straightened out. And we need the House and the Senate to get their act together and to do their job. Well, we need Congress as a whole, but give me specifics of what Dan has done to earn, I mean, if you can sway me. What has he done to to sway me? You know, tell me well, things he's brought to Pennsylvania, tell me legislation that he's had passed for, for to become, that's become law to make things better in America. Well, every time I've heard him speak, either on the radio or if they have a small SERP on TV, even articles in the paper, he seems to have a good look and outlook on what needs to happen, and I just think he's a, he's a good guy, and, and I think that's what they need. I think Jordan was a little bit too pushy. When he was talking on TV today, I could see where some of the people wouldn't vote for him. Now, Scalise, I never got to hear anything much that he ever said, so I couldn't even put a, voice an opinion on him. But I, I don't know. I, I think Dan's a good guy. Well, I'm, I'm not saying he's not. He, he, he most likely is. But we don't vote somebody Speaker of the House because they're a good guy. I mean, if you've ever talked to Senator Bob Casey, he's a good guy. But I don't want him to be in charge of the Senate. Oh, I don't think Dan's – I don't think that Matt Carter's a good guy because he's done nothing. And again – I can't – it, He's done know, nothing. Well, Matt Cartwright just brought $160,000 to our local law enforcement. I mean, and Dan Muser's brought money back, too, as well. I get that, but, you know, I've met them all, and they were all personable and nice guys, but that doesn't make you become Speaker of the House. Well, that's the only reason Cartwright now is doing something is because he's getting nervous. Too many people are starting to run for his position, and they're getting too close where he's not going to win one of these times. And now he knows it, and he says, oh, geez, I guess I better start doing something. And that's not the kind of person we want in an office. All right, Al, I, I, I hear your opinion, and you're more than welcome to have it. I just disagree on it, but I have to get the traffic and weather now. Thank you. Okay, thanks. It's uh, 
444, time for traffic and weather. And this traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. There is a jam on 81 southbound in the Pittston area due to a wreck. You are dipping below 20 miles per hour, heading southbound on 81 as well um, through the area between the Scott Benton exit and Clark Summit. And we have heavy traffic heading up the hill, Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. This is Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, cloudy with spotty rain showers, low 52. Saturday, spotty showers and becoming breezy in the afternoon, high 58. Sunday, partly sunny and windy at times with a few sprinkles and flurries, high 48. Monday, partly sunny, breezy and cool, high 58. It's uh, currently 65 degrees and cloudy here at 445 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It's 449, 65 degrees and mostly cloudy. Cartoon characters are out in force today on a texting, but uh, hey, pay me to hear you and listen to you, so that's good. Uh, you can call or text at 570 883. What's our number? 570 883 0098. There we go. Let's go to uh, John from Music on Israel. John. John, yeah, how you doing, Rob? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, I was wondering, uh, from what I heard, the uh, Hamasis, they attacked the people in the kibbutz thing. Now, what's the plural of kibbutz? Because uh, they're pretty much settlements, right? They're community farming communities, yes. Yeah, yeah. That the, uh, from what I heard, they were pretty much... Uh, they, they were giving people uh, uh, an opportunity to uh, uh, ad- advance uh, economically by being able to uh, possess land in that or whatever the deal was at a reduced rate. But there was one little stipulation that part of the deal for them to uh, uh, enjoy the uh, the profits or the uh, the advantage of having these uh, this area, these kibbutz areas, is that they were all put as like a backstop against the border with the uh, Palestinians. In, in other words, it was pretty much like a uh, a little buffer area of uh, Israeli volunteers that are willing to sort of be in harm's way if the Palestinians acted up and decided to come and attack. First, they would go through these... Uh, I guess, courageous Israeli settlers who would settle along the uh, border. Am I wrong with that? Well, mo- most of the people who settled there were were eager for peace. They wanted to live side by side with their uh. their their Palestinian <laughs> neighbors. That's why they lived right on the border in, in what was considered a danger zone. And uh, they were easy targets because some of the communities no, no, no. had safe rooms where, I mean, all the, a lot of the houses had safe rooms, but some of the communities had weapons rooms where they had to dole yeah. out the weapons. They didn't carry them. They yeah. didn't have them in their house at all times. I don't think they were eager for peace. I think they were, like I said, trying to seize an opportunity that involved risk. And I, I think they also pretty much knew they would be the first ones attacked. So, uh, I mean, my hat's off to them. For willing to do that, but uh, that, that's a bad situation. I mean, 
isn't there another way to Israel could have used to uh, separate themselves on the border? Maybe just like pave it a lot of it where they put the kibbutz things up. Well, they're community uh, farmings. They needed the, they needed the ground to farm them. But there 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 was a border wall. There was it was breached. They used heavy machinery yeah, to get in. They yeah. used explosives to get through the machinery. But, you know, there was a barrier there. It, it was attacked and breached. But I, I I'm not an expert. But I think the uh, the farming could have happened a bit further back from the border. But anyway, I also I have a question about the. Uh, uh, what what's the industry for for the Palestinians? What what do they make? Is there anything? It seems it's mostly just living close together and uh, picking their terrorist group that they want. I mean, do they make anything like uh, special? Uh, uh, what are they? Uh, yams or uh, whatever whatever they grow over there. You know what I mean? I I, I I can't tell you. I don't know. I mean, I, I know. I know they have no they, they've, they've elected. Well, their, their industry is making weapons. Their industry is taking their water pipes and making missiles out of them, um, because okay. their duly elected government Hamas. is a terrorist organization, Hamas. Well, Hamas is their elected government. Yeah. See, my my problem is, or not my problem. My concern is, they gave them the, the two state uh, solution, and it seems they didn't either. They didn't give it to them, or the Palestinians aren't bright enough to come up with something to. Uh, to uh, profit off of, to, uh, you know, to make money. It seems they just sit back and collect what they can from other governments and uh, use that for making weapons and attacking people. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like the GDP of Palestine is uh, yeah. $18.04 billion U.S. dollars in 2021. Oh. So they are outputting something. I just don't have the data in front of me what exactly their industry yeah. is, but there there's obviously some something there. But it's an impoverished area. I mean, that's that goes yeah. without saying. That's 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 yeah. without a doubt. The, the more, do, they, do they do farming at least? I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems they should be doing farming or something. Uh, again, but you I, never I, see that. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bad situation. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is, and it's gonna. It's about to get worse uh, as we've yeah. seen. But thankfully, you know, a few Americans yeah. were released, and hopefully, more are. But John, I appreciate you checking in. Right, Take thank care. you. It's uh, you're with the Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. It's four fifty-eight. I'm almost out of here. Jake's taking over the helm for a little bit. We'll see what happens there. I have all the faith in my just partner in there. Trusty uh, partner in crime. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Definitely. 65 degrees and mostly cloudy. I got a, a text message. Another listener supporting Dan Muser. Dan serves on various committees, including the Budget Committee, which is certainly important currently. Dan's business experience prior to him serving at Congress also adds qualifications. Enjoy your weekend, Rob. I appreciate it. No, I, listen, I'm not saying he shouldn't be our congressman. I, there's a lot worse choices we can have in there. I'm not saying he's a good congressman. Uh, I'm saying that Speaker of the House, really. I mean, I, I appreciate his work on the various committees, including the Budget Committee. But we haven't had we've had a budget once in my lifetime, in your lifetime, probably too. So yeah, we need people like that with that experience in there. But Speaker, you know, uh, I just don't think he's that material. And I think it was an ego and power thing to, for him to even mention himself out of the blue to a local news agency. That's all I'm saying there. I'm just saying that you know, again, I don't think he should not not be a congressman. I just don't think he's Speaker of the House material, and I think he let, you know, 
his ego and his quest for power get the best of him when he was talking to a local reporter. That's it. So let me put that in, in perspective for, for you guys there. Um, you guys enjoy your weekend. We're going to have uh, do I have a case with Frank Andrews coming up, and then we're going to have Jake uh, spinning the ones and twos on the turntables. We got him a couple turntables. He might play some records for you. might get crazy, throw some records around the wall. I think we're going to turn into the KRP, WKRP in Cincinnati for a little bit. But uh, no SpongeBob or Dora the Explorer. We'll not have none Ever. of that. No, I'll have none of that. But uh, you guys, I'm going to be down looking at some of our nation's heroes play football against each other. So God bless, be safe, and I will see you guys on Monday.